Hello, everybody. Good morning. How are you? Hope all is well. This is Perry Rosopoulos. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today, I think we're going to reference some of my self-writing. And the reason for that is I feel like I constantly mention self-writing. I constantly talk about it. I may have given it some definition. That being said, I want to talk about it more because I would hope that one of the effects of this podcast or one of the outcomes if you're listening, might be that you adopt the self-writing practice for yourself. And I mention that because it's something that's helped me tremendously. And it's actually pretty much the basis for all of my work, or not all of my work, but most of my work as a doctoral student. So I've spent time researching this. I have different ideas about it that I think uh, some of which could be really helpful for everyone or someone. So that being said, I think an interesting way to approach this might be to read some of my entries, or at least parts of my entries, and highlight why I wrote them and how they might have worked for me at the time, in the hopes that you might adopt one yourself. So, and one being some type of self-writing practice. So all you need for this is a pen or a pencil and paper. I like notebooks, I'm into notebooks. I use notebooks for a lot of different stuff, but I do have one notebook that is dedicated strictly, well, more or less strictly, for these like daily sort of philosophical, let's say, exercises. Um, I'll break down some of these. This really happened spontaneously too, which I love when this kind of thing happens. As this podcast happened, I was like, uh, it's kind of, you know, oh, I could do this. It was sort of an outgrowth of something I was already doing that I thought the podcast would be a good addition, which I think it has been so far. I'm enjoying it. And the self-writing too, I was just randomly kind of bored a little bit yesterday and I was flipping through it and just reading a few entries, which I rarely do that. I almost never do that. It's really not something I go back to that often. Now I'll start because I enjoy doing this. But I started randomly flipping pages, and I came across a few entries that I liked, but this one stood out because I think this one sort of speaks to a general philosophy of why bother with self-writing. I didn't mean to do that when I wrote it. And it also kind of highlights how I want to grow, what virtues I want to develop, and also highlights a general perspective I have that might be helpful, that I often implement in my life that's been helpful for me. So before I read my short little meditation, let's say my written meditation, I want to highlight a couple quick points from our philosophers that I think will be helpful. So the first one comes from Epictetus, no surprises here, his great book translated by Sharon LaBelle, The Art of Living. And he says, train your intentions. So right off the bat, that's very stoic, right? That's a great idea rather than tricking yourself or fooling yourself into thinking you can manipulate outside events. And that'll connect, I think, really nicely to my general philosophy I'm employing with this meditation I'll read. And then also, this is really cool. So Michel Foucault has done extensive work on self-writing in his book, Ethics. One example you know, comes from that book, and I think it's a great section on self-writing. And um, also Pierre Hadot, Philosophy as a Way of Life, is a great book that speaks to the power of self-writing as well, if these interest you. And these will be two of the main texts I'll reference throughout any episode, more than likely, when I talk about my self-writing practice. Um, if we like these types of episodes on my self-writing, please email me at shotofphilosophy at gmail and let me know what you think about these, because they are going to be a little bit different. I'll still offer some philosophy, but who knows? So anyway... Let me quickly get to this. Let me get to this, right? So Pierre Hadot, philosophy, philosophy as a way of life, shares the following. 
in the very process of performing repetitious actions and undergoing a training in order to modify and transform ourselves, there is a certain reflectivity and distance, which is very different from spontaneity. Okay, so this is an encouragement to have some habits, basically. Right. And there's power in repetition is sort of what this is saying, I think, in its ability to help us modify and transform ourselves. So in regards to what virtues I'm trying to, let's say, encounter and develop with this meditation, that's me trying to transform myself. And I could tell you with certainty that these perspectives and these uh, virtues I'm trying to develop in this meditation, this self-writing session, 100% come up frequently in this notebook as I'm flipping through it. Or as I was flipping through it yesterday, I'm like, okay, I kind of get to see sort of the roots a little bit more clearly. And I sort of at times even get to see whether it's I'm writing about something in the past in the entry or writing something that happened in, uh, that's happening in the moment or happening that day. I can see trends in my life, in my, let's call it my philosophical or spiritual life. And that's helpful. So let me read my entry real quick and we'll kind of keep picking it apart here a little bit with philosophy. So I always start off, I write the date to the left, and then to the right, I have a couple mantras that I'll write, and these will change up, but as I'm looking at the notebook too, and as I was looking at my right, I've really been using these mantras for a long time, and I'm happy with that to kind of connect it back, uh, connect, connect it back to what Hado just said, right? That repetition is, if it's working, I would say it's, it's, it's a good thing, right? If it's working, let's say repetition generally helps shape us. It, quote, working would be if it's shaping us into who we think we should be. And if that conception is true and just, right, and kind of adheres to those, to those, let's say, for argument's sake, those stoic virtues we keep talking about, right? So I write my couple mantras. For me, I am a person of faith. So I always write um, God first, and I put PT, which is sort of like a reference to a Greek mantra, which is basically saying the same thing, right? So prototheo sort of means like God first again, and it's just a way of hearing it in my mind in Greek. Uh, I connect that to my grandfather, my papu, and that helps me, I think. Um, and also my father's very fond of that, of that phrase. And I think a lot of my current spiritual development, this is a recent notebook, is kind of bringing me closer to a lot of the advice I've been fortunate enough to receive from my dad. And I think my dad is someone who is different than me in a number of ways. For example, we'll see in a moment, I reference patience. He's incredibly patient. Right. That's one thing I value about him. One thing I emulate and admire, and I try to grow in that direction. And he's been very helpful, but it's been, I think probably even years now that I've been writing PT and God first as a part of my meditations. And I think, you know, as I try to always especially with my, you know, with my teaching and stuff, I try to think, right, don't, don't just be yourself necessarily, right? So try to apply or make applicable what works for you applicable to others. So I think, for example, if you are not a person of faith, or if that doesn't work for you, this idea of God first, you still can one, include some type of mantra in your daily practice. I think writing the date is good. I don't write the day. Maybe you could write the day too, if that works for you. But I think having the mantra right after the date has always been great for me because it's back to Hado again, it's that repetition, right? So that's one, maybe take the cup. The cup is the, the mantra practice. Then the water is the mantra itself. So of course you don't have to choose my mantras, especially if let's say you're an atheist, you might want to say something like goodness first. And I like the idea, and I mentioned this only because I like the idea of the word first, because it's, it's encouraging me to place a priority, 
or to create a priority and place the priority at the top of the day in a literal sense as I'm writing the meditation, right? We need a priority, I think. And for me, when I think of the word God, it's the word God obviously has the idea of God, right? So I think for me, I am both humbled and inspired by that. So maybe the virtues I'm looking to cultivate there are humility and a sense of motivation, because I think to pursue this idea of putting God first, we definitely also put goodness first. And that's my point, right? So maybe you're an atheist and the word God doesn't work for you. The idea of God doesn't work for you. The word or idea of goodness, I think might work, right? Because the idea for me, this is sort of from Immanuel Kant a little bit, like there's nothing that's good outside, there's nothing good by itself alone. There's nothing that is self-sufficiently good outside of goodness. It's not enough to be smart. It's not enough to be strong or whatever. It doesn't matter. If you use it for bad things, if you use it, and we can think of simply the golden rule, if you use it to treat others in a way you wouldn't want to be treated, or if you use it in a way that is even more just, you know, like obviously bad or negative for yourself and others, it doesn't make sense, right? You're, you could, you, your intelligence could be used for horrible things. Your strength could be used for horrible things. Don't do that. So that's just, again, my conception of my water, but the cup of the date, maybe the day, and the cup of a, a mantra right after that or an acronym that reminds you of a mantra, not a bad idea. So I'll read a little bit here. So the next thing I say is I am grateful to God for today. Once again, kind of returning, but now I'm adding gratitude. That's how I start each, and I, as I went through this notebook, there's hundreds of entries in here, it seems. Every day starts off with that starting with gratitude. And then the next line is, I think, a new uh, a new thing over the past few months. I really like this. And I'm usually writing this, especially now at around like 7.15 a.m. So it's after I do this. It's after I wake up. It's after I get my coffee. It's after I'm in my apartment. It's after I get in my car. I'm usually now at my new job, right, when I'm doing this. like I Actually, it's a little bit before 7. Then I take a quick five minutes to do this. So the next line is, is important, I think. Today has already... And I kind of switch it up each and every day the way I say this. But it's something like today has already been a great day or today has already offered so much. And as I'm writing that and after I write it for a second, I'm reflecting on the day, which has just started. But I'm already like trying to think of like three or four or five things that I'm grateful for that are blessings, that are good things in my life um, that, again, the, the day has, quote, offered and then this is where today's, or this, uh, so actually I should have mentioned this, but this was from the 27th of January this year. So a while ago, right? The next few lines are kind of where things get unique. Each day is a little different. That third sentence is usually a different one. And here's what I was focusing on today. It's clearly kind of, again, repetition being done here. I wrote to myself, train your ability to focus today and make things. Train your ability to be disciplined today. There's beauty there. Train your ability to be patient. Let the day be long. And that's all I wrote. So knowing me, I probably wrote that. I took like two seconds to look at it and I just kept it moving. I closed the book and started the day. Right? So what am I doing here? Well, I'm training. I love that idea. And I know, I know me well enough. The reason I tell myself to train is because of what Epictetus is saying. Right? To train to me is an intention. We talked a little bit a couple episodes ago, I think, about my only intention recently, or not only, right? That's not accurate. But my main intention recently has simply been to try to pay attention, to offer attention. Outcomes, as Epictetus is saying, as we had Marcus say a while ago, too, in his idea that just try to make progress, celebrate the progress, 
try not to worry about outcomes so much. They're not that important. Epictetus here, who obviously inspired Marcus Aurelius in a number of ways, saying something really similar, right? Um, training. I'm not winning. I'm not even competing. I'm just training. And I think for me, that's a really healthy way to look at life at times. If not most of the time, we're just constantly training ourselves. We're constantly shaping ourselves. And again, for me, I was clearly playing a very internal game here, right? I'm like, focus on getting focused. This was, I think, even before I read the Simone Veil quote that changed everything, right? But I'm encouraging myself, just train the ability to focus. This was this would have been long after I discovered the Pomodoro method, though, right? So at this time, I was definitely familiar with the idea of putting putting aside time or using the strategy of putting time aside on a regular basis throughout the day to focus on one task. That's training focus. So that's how I likely at this time was understanding the notion or the idea of training focus, right? And just make things. They don't have to be great. They don't even have to be good. And by that, I don't mean good in the, in the virtue sense. I mean, good in the quality sense. Sometimes you just write bad pages, but it's better than no pages. And the pressure to write great pages will oftentimes prevent me from writing at all because it becomes like, what's the point? I'm not going to deal with this. Not a good idea, right? So just train. Everything is just training. We're not, again, aiming for a win. We're aiming for development. That's what training does. That's that intention that Epictetus was saying. The ignoring of outcomes. Or not say ignoring of outcomes entirely, but the treatment of outcomes in a healthier way because ultimately one outcome might be you get feedback from your boss. One outcome might be you try to be nice to, to your friend and they just... They're having a bad day. They don't care, right? Well, that's training to be patient when they're not nice, so they don't respond the way you want them to. That's training in dialogue, asking them, what's wrong? How are you? Why don't you like this, right? That's training in remaining calm. That's training in listening. That's how I think I was trying to look at stuff on this day, right? So I have the idea of focus. I have the idea of discipline. Now, for me, I think, as I'm reading this, I don't know how I was feeling that day, but I don't need to remind myself of that. I'm actually too disciplined. I have to remind myself to break from habit more frequently. I have to remind myself to try to take advantage in mind, in body, in soul of things that get in the way, quote, you know, quote unquote, get in the way of my habits. For example, I had to go get my car inspected yesterday. It took longer than I thought it would. Didn't get frustrated. Kind of took it as an opportunity to listen to some music, do a little bit of research on something I was thinking about. And overall, it was kind of pleasant, right? The hyper-disciplined person, in my opinion, who might pressure themselves to be disciplined gets frustrated that, that you know, they're wasting time on a Thursday afternoon. That would upset them. That would, have, that would have upset me in the past. I'm wasting time during a weekday. What the hell? Let's go. Not anymore. I'm trying to work on that. So maybe it's a different type of discipline, we could say, right? I'm disciplined in being less pressured about discipline. Let's move on. That got, that got a little bit... A little bit, uh, not a great sentence there. But anyway, that's what I'm trying to say, right? We have to have different types of discipline. I encourage myself to train my ability, right? My capacity. And lastly, as I said er earlier already, right? Train yourself to be patient today. Let the day be long. So letting things go as they will. I think for me, that's again, something I struggle with. As I mentioned earlier, my dad is a real go with the flow type of person. And I admire him for that. And I, even at times, and I mean this kindly, like I envy him for that. I wish I could be as go with the flow, right? So that's what I was trying to train there, right? So maybe for me, I think, you know, you need to sometimes, 
explain a little bit when you're doing the self-writing. So for me to say, just be patient, will have a little bit of an effect, but I like that I added, let the day be long because I grounded it in the day. And I, you know, I think in saying that I was just saying, sit in the moment. Don't want the day to be over. Take advantage of the fact that a lot of times days do feel kind of long. Weeks feel kind of long. Strangely enough, as I'm recording this on a Friday morning, this week has felt pretty long and yet I feel okay right now. So maybe some of this has worked. Some of this has, uh, has impacted me. It's sticking, I would say, right? Let the day be long, live in the moment. Like we have to maybe work on defining what these things mean for us. We could do it in our self-writing, we could do it in our thinking. And the most important part is that we actually do it in our living, right? So I'll keep this short today. Although actually, how long is this? Okay, it's not. So anyway, we're going to end it now. <laughs> that came to an organic end. So let me know. Again, I, I think this will be a cool addition to the podcast just to share some of my entries that might be interesting. Think about a self-writing practice for the reason or for today's reasons, you know, being that having a habit with this might help us shape ourselves. We can start looking at things as training, which might help us avoid the pressure we put for, uh, for outcomes on ourselves, right? If we're training, we're constantly in the process. We might just want to embrace that because one, that's what's happening anyway. And two, it might give us a sense of peace, a sense of relaxation that'll help us, ironically, maybe help us perform better anyway. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.